The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Dreams were your ticket out. I, hey, you know what? I do not think that I am going to be able to change careers and become a singer. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think that would be a good idea. No? <laughs> no. I'm a little pitchy? Just, just a, tad, a little, little yeah, pitchy? Yeah, just, just a tad pitchy. I mean, you're, the, you're, the, the you're a tad there. bitchy, and I'm a tad pitchy. Yeah. Together, <laughs> we're bitchy and pitchy. Oh, my God. I've forgotten how to do this. I'm adjusting my mic now. Give me one second. Let you're me turn get some a stuff. kink in your something there with that mic adjustment issue mine is right on right on the money well that's because we're still waiting on a you know a proper table to put between us so this can be like the a cnn it's all about the table it's all about the table like i can start talking about how my brother is uh, andrew cuomo and is now going to be investigated love gov I guess that's what you can call sexual that's, assault these days. Well, no, that's that's what they were calling him last year. <clears throat> oh yeah, I know. Everyone, people were calling themselves with the giant, freaking, you know, whatever toilet brush or whatever he was using to yeah. to figure out whether he had COVID or not. Completely you know? nonsense. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it, it's everything's nonsense. The whole freaking world what the f- is nonsense. What the f is right? What the fuck I, is happening? You know what? I I you know kind of. The bull, I was standing on my hill like I normally do, and I wandered off into a meadow three for a couple passes. of three weeks, and, <laughs> and I we're came still back. The hill. <laughs> I came. I came back, looked around at my hill, and I went, "What the hell happened?" It's no longer a hill. It was. It was. A, it was, it a was hole. bulldozed. It was Be- a giant hole. It was a giant a hole because Biden, Biden had shot a ICB, <laughs> ICBM into, into the, the hole into the exactly. hill. <laughs> Oh my God! What a fucking shit show! So we leave That's for solid. we leave for three weeks. Well, by the way, hi everyone. Welcome Hello. to the the eighteenth episode of the Wolf and Bull. Uh, now titled uh, the first episode because we've been gone for three weeks. So we're starting all over again. We're gonna talk about the same shit okay. because we're starting from That's the perfect. same can, episode. Can we go right to Sasquatch? What was the first episode that we talked about? Do you remember? Do you remember what it was? Uh, yeah, it was episode one. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna talk <laughs> about episode one. This is actually now us reacting to our episodes. Um, what, <laughs> that would just be, gonna sit that would be fun, actually. Wow, dude, listen, you had such a good that. idea. That was unbelievable. <laughs> Man, I'm like a common, I'm like a modern day Nostradamus. Um, but yeah, welcome to the Wolf and Bull podcast, uh, episode 18, the hiatus of the Wolf and Bull. Uh, we've decided to go on vacation together, uh, maybe find ourselves a little bit, uh, discover the meaning of life, figure out if God exists, uh, you know, simple stuff. Uh, did we discover it? Um, when, yeah, when I was no, standing on the, the giant hill in Nepal. Oh yeah, that's and, where we were yeah, with, with the with the <laughs> the monks. You know, they were worship as most do worship the bull at some point or another. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew exactly. Jeez Louise. Oh my gosh. But 
Andrew or Chris? <laughs> no, Andrew's definitely got the bigger ego. Chris oh has. Sorry about y- that. Well, that was a, one of my, you know, it was kind of. Uh, allergy cough. Yeah. That so, exactly but, what that but, was. but in all, in all reality, uh, we did go on vacation. Um, the, the bull would like to think that we went on vacation to figure out whether or not he's still a, a deity or not, but we went on vacation to ground zero of the most dangerous disease of all time, Orlando, Florida. Um, Honestly, I'm surprised we made it back alive. Uh, unfortunately, we both uh, contracted the plague, the plague. Um, and we died. It, we're yeah, dead. We did. We're dead. We, did. We, uh, we went to yeah. We're dead. We, we became Disneyfied. Yeah, yeah. So well, uh, well. Now we're back under Mount Thunder with uh, is it Mount Thunder? No, Thunder it's the Dome? Disney Thunder? Castle. No, it's no, Disney Castle. Disney Castle. Is that with, where he's at? Yeah, he's so his frozen head is that with Joe no, DiMaggio? He's down there playing cards with Adolf Hitler. Oh, Joe DiMaggio. Oh my God, which makes oh. a lot of sense. Uh, Joe DiMaggio or Disney? Both of them. Ah. Yeah, they're all down there. Um, what was the one guy that was uh, Jim, well, the Jimmy Hoffa? He's down there too. Um, <laughs> you know, but thank God. What a force! I mean, oh God, that's terrible. Uh, so we're we're here we're back to explain our experience, <laughs> maybe talk about how you should subscribe to our podcast. Uh, now that we do uh, one episode every month, apparently. <laughs> oh man, we will get back in the swing of this. Thing. Oh yeah, we're back. We're back. Yeah. We're we're both good. Uh, I would say, uh, between the two of us, uh, we both. I mean, it wasn't fun. I, I I wouldn't say that you know. No. It was an no. enjoyable experience. I I developed. Are you talking about the Orlando or are you talking both, about the play? Both of them. <laughs> kind of similar really yeah we paid for both believe me uh, we did we pay yeah yeah i drank so much um wow which was a lot of fun by the way that was kind of that part was what? it was fun drinking a lot what wasn't fun was the immediately immediate implementation of uh stalin-esque uh rules as we were oh. ending our vacation it was normal yeah. for most of it and then uh the, yeah, the last couple of days was all shut down. Well, the lem, yeah, the lemmings, the lemmings of the 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 leadership of lemmings that we are submitted to now or subjected to decided to uh, freak out and enforce mask wearing in basically 100 degree weather. Mask wearing was that gas masks? It should have been. Should have been. I think this. That's probably what works, though, right? Gas masks. No, because, not wearing. You know, networks. all the all the scientism that's going on because that's the religion, right? Scientism. All the scienceism says that these things work. Yeah, and uh, unless Anthony Fauci says they don't, don't work, and then, but, but then, then he, he says he will mind. work. But the, but then he says Wait, that it won't work now? in the outside, or it will work in the inside. But if you're vaccinated, oh, wait, no. it works in the outside or inside. No, 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 no. Or, the CD, no. no, the CDC director came out like three weeks ago before we left and said that if we only mask up for two weeks, this will be over again. Oh yeah, two yeah, weeks to slow the. Car. Oh, actually, you know what? They, instead of doing that, they were too busy putting a mandate back in place not to pay your rent yeah by the way you saw the dhs coming out and saying hey by the way there are no threats whatsoever alert but alert, anyone alert, who alert. says covid is nonsense and you don't mask and anyone who says trump you know w- was defeated unfairly is now a terrorist threat in this country so apparently if you have an independent opinion, opinion. from the government yeah hmm. you're now a terrorist Boy, what does this sound like to you uh, a myriad of communist, fascist, authoritarian regime, regimes that have existed from the beginning of human yeah. it, it's 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 kind of challenging when you're when you're out challenging. there and you can't. Yeah, I know that's I know that's a, a PC word. word. It's a word. It's not the appropriate word, no. but it is the word I like to use because with every challenge there is a opportunity, and the opportunity <laughs> right now is to convey our 
weakness on the world stage Opinion. as Afghanistan it, falls. Well, Oh, Afghanistan <laughs> fell? What are you talking about? Did I miss that too? <laughs> that happened in the three weeks that we've been gone. The world has lost its... Well, we lost our mind in 2020 when everyone thought it made sense to lock down. Um, so did Afghanistan fall before or after Hong Kong? After. Hmm. It also, mm-hmm. And Hong Kong fell after the Kurds when oh, we abandoned it, them and Yeah, Ukraine, so our reputation is now we go in, we screw everything up for a myriad of different ethnicities and then we decide i don't think we should have done that and then we just abandon everybody is that is that kind of what we do uh is that that? basically yeah Mm -hmm. ever since Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean there's there's america is really uh establishing itself as an untrustworthy ally well that's that's we're not establishing it is established that's i mean if if you're a propagandist which all Mm -hmm. of our enemies are yeah don't you use this against us in ways we can't even think of yet or well, mainstream media is already doing it so well yeah who needs who needs our who enemies, needs enemies to do what our mainstream yeah. media does right i mean and when you're and you're when you're watching when you're watching the world stage um and afghanistan falls which i mean we'll talk about it in detail in a sec obviously neither of us are a part of the cia or intelligence agencies so we don't know everything about the whole situation but from the cluster but we can use our eyes is, yeah from the clusterfuck that it is it is probably the worst situation since the fall since of Saigon Vietnam. since yeah. fall of Saigon in 1975 so um but yeah I mean it's 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 absolutely just fucking atrocious that and, and look it, I'm not someone who is a warmonger okay I'm not going to go out and say that there are certain things that we need to do in order to enforce certain um globalization right because right, because right. I but again I'm not also I'm also not a uh, isolationist Mm-hmm. And America has shown it's got, you got to pick your poisons. You got to pick your, your yeah. points. And but but here's the thing about this, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like the old adage you would for like if if you were trained in in one of the martial arts. Yeah, it's once engaged, do not withdraw. Yeah. In other words, stay out of a fight if you can. But if you're in the fight, then you're in the fight to win it. Unless we not forget that this happened, we went into Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Because of 9-11, 9/11. in which 3,000 or so Americans were murdered by Al-Qaeda right? Uh, via planes, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I got to give them props for creativity, but Jesus Christ, like, I don't know how we've forgotten that. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to address it. We don't want to watch the 20th anniversary of that, too. 20th an- ironic, right? I- ironic that in the 20th inter- anniversary of all of this, the DHS comes out and labels people who disagree with the government as potential terrorist threats. Mm-hmm. Well, simultaneously, just give away Afghanistan, yeah, to yeah. the Taliban mm-hmm. as a safe haven for the entire country. Yeah, for that they already were a safe haven in a lot of ways for yeah. terrorist groups, and now, I, I mean, who's at their borders? Think about who the biggest two guys at the borders are. Iran. No, forget Iran. For I'm talking about Russia and China. Yeah, yeah but he, here's here's and those two are just saying. Welcome aboard, But but the problem, though, and we can't say we can forget about uh, Iran because Iran just this week has upgraded their uranium to weapons grade. So this is 100% a a, not only a fucking cluster because of and and people and look, I've listened to a lot of people this week. I've listened to a lot of people over the last three weeks because Mm -hmm. this is what I do just regularly. I keep in touch with what's going on because I, I believe as an adult you have to listen to things that you don't want to listen to. You have to do things you don't want to listen to. I understand the apathy, but at the same time, I don't condone the apathy. 
because if we're going to condone apathy with everything when it comes to politics, when it comes to you know geopolitical atmosphere, then we get the situation that we have right now, which is someone who is more incompetent than Trump, more incompetent than Trump. Because look, people will criticize Donald Trump for being incompetent with Twitter. They'll criticize him for being incompetent in a myriad of different ways, for not supporting the social atmosphere for everything that's going on. Sure, sure. But then they'll look at Joe Biden and ignore everything he's done in the first seven months of his presidency. Because he's got the feels for you. So, Literally but that, and but, figuratively. But, it's, it's an emotional tie that's nonsense. And the, the apathetic talk that you're, you're that, that you're, or the apathetic um, position that you're taking about a great deal of masses actually works in some ways to the advantage of our entire political system because people's central focus is not on politics. But to your point, which is very valid and something that I don't want to get lost on the listenership out there, is that even if you have a whole lot of other things in your life that you're central to, do not forget and understand what's happening to you in the wider world around you. That doesn't mean we're, we know more or, or think better. Or That's mm. not what we're talking about at all. Mm. I'm talking about be aware because these things have consequences. So this, all is, of them. this is the problem that I think people in America struggle with when it comes to what's going on outside of America. There is very much a gradation of culture. And what I mean by that is not one is better or worse. There's differences. When we talk about Afghanistan, the people, the people right now, CNN, MSNBC, a lot of Democrats I know, and a lot of isolationist Republicans that I know, and a lot of isolationist libertarians that I know of, are talking about how we shouldn't have been there in the first place. Okay, that's an incorrect analysis because it's also Monday morning quarterback. Well, it's Monday morning quarterback, but on top of that, it's an incorrect analysis because we were not the ones. That flew, uh, supposedly, quote unquote, yeah. we were not the ones that flew planes into the trade centers in order to start a war over there. Everyone's blaming Joe, Bo uh, Joe Bush, George W. Bush, and he gets some blame mm -hmm. because the way he handled a lot of this started with him. Now, granted, there is a history of Taliban being there prior to 2001. So I understand there's a geopolitical. Russia, Russia spent 15 years there too. 100%. Or Soviet Union did. 100%. So I understand there's complications there. The thing I'm getting at is. Barack Obama wanted to get out of Afghanistan. He made that very clear. And he didn't do but it. But then he realized, oh, that's going to be a clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pass to the next administration. Donald Trump did the same thing. He said, well, mm -hmm. you know what? We're going to get out. And then he analyzed the situation and said, well, we're only going to get out if the Taliban abide by certain things. Joe Biden comes in because people voted with their heart, not with their heads, comes in and gets out of Afghanistan. He what? So this is what the, the frustration part is to me. We trained Af Tal uh, Afghanistan Taliban. We trained Afghanistan yeah. forces for 20 years. We spent trillions of dollars training them. Afghan forces lost 50,000 plus of their own men fighting the Taliban. We didn't have a single casualty. Uh, I think there was one last year. So we, we've kind of taken a backseat on this for the most part and just forced and, you know, kind sure, of like we've sure. done with South Korea and right. what we've done with a myriad of other countries in which we just establish a small base We're there. We're an advisory role. 100%. We provide them with support. We provide them with contractors. We're still in South Korea. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is We're we still provide, in Japan. Exactly. We're still in Germany. So so we, we can talk about all these things. We can advise. But the problem is Biden said, we're getting out. So he took all of our forces out. He took... All of my he, understanding he banned, is he did he, it against some of his own people's he did, advice. 100%. But he also banned contractors from coming into the country 
So contract. So the funny thing about the contractors and the funny thing about our entire military force going on in there is that our military is ground and air assault. So it, we right. go into the ground, we support via air first, take out a place, going in the ground. Afghan military was trained that way. Biden takes our forces out. He takes he he prohibits contractors from going in to assist with the Afghan military and basically cuts the Afghan military off at the knees and then blames them for not wanting to fight for their country. So here's the funny thing about globalization, the funny thing about geopoliticking. You cannot create a country when the country doesn't know why it needs to exist. Afghanistan was run by the Taliban. We came in and we said, okay, we're going to stop the Taliban from being a terrorist force. We're going to give you support. We're going to provide you with uh, money. We're going to provide you with weapons. We're going to try and train you up, which, God, there's been videos that have come out of training that is uh, absolutely hysterical because it's so bad. But it's also the frustrating part is we did all this for 20 years. American soldiers lost their lives. Americans spent trillions of dollars and then Biden just pulls out without any contingency. He says there is a contingency. There's contingency no. of what? There's still 10,000 to 15,000 Americans and American allies in Kabul Absolutely. and Afghanistan. And that's, what the, that's the biggest travesty. So so if, you, if you're setting a date, we're going to leave now. And you don't prepare for that? What, they just assume it was just going to be a gentle little conversion going on and that they, the Afghan forces were going to be able to so, handle all this? So y you allowed these other people to gear up, get ready, have the exact date, which is forecasting you know, your, your punches, yeah. It, yeah. which is absolute idiot, idiocracy. Yep. And then, and then you leave all these people stranded. So the frustrating... You're right about that. It's completely not... It's I honestly... This is something... This, in my opinion, is almost to such a high degree of incompetency that it could be looked at as treason. That is my opinion on all this. Because well, it be certainly would have been if somebody else was in office. Well, let's look at it this way. It's our responsibility to our allies and to the our, our people at home is to fulfill the foreign policy that we choose to commit to. We pulled out for no reason. Because... We only had a, a we couple had 2, thousand. We had 2,500, 3,500 people. 2,500, 3,500 people yeah. over, uh, was it $500 billion mm -hmm. worth of weapons-grade military equipment well, was left in Kabul airport. They, not, yeah. only, not only was that, did that happen? We Agram, lost. It, it, well, they they well, got everything. They got drones, everything. Well, we also lost any ability to work within that country. We don't have the airports. We don't have any of the cities. We don't have any of the embassies. So now what we've done, we've gone, we've taken 20 years, we've lit it on fire and gone back to square one. Mm -hmm. There was 75,000 or so Taliban on projections of uh, the uh, you know CIA and inter internal intelligence agencies in the United States. 300,000 Afghan soldiers. And they all decided to put their guns down because they were cut off at the knees by this administration. And look, I hate to say this. I don't normally take sides politically. I think that there are idiots on every side. You shouldn't trust mm -hmm. a politician. You should not vote with your emotions because you get this shit. Every single person who voted the way they did, not only were they, they complicit. They own it now. Well, they were complicit in what happened just this last week, in part by voting for this administration, but they also shirked their responsibility as citizens. You look, if you liked Biden's policies, but you're confused by what happened, Biden has been transparent. And you know what's funny? The argument you can make is he fulfilled every single policy he's made. Yeah, so far, he's fulfilled every statement he has made. 
He has 100% made statements, at least when it comes to the far left, he's 100% cowtailed to them. And to pretend that that's not the case is like intelligent malfeasance. Like, it, like, and I hate to do this because, and look, you can disagree with me, and I'm not, I'm not broad stroking everybody because I understand. That I understand certain people, where you're going with this. My whole point. I, is, I think what you're saying though is that that we need to take personal responsibility, but that isn't something we do in this country anymore, that, is again, it? No. Does anybody freaking do no. that anymore? Take personal responsibility. Well, because our administration's not doing no. it. All they're doing is passing the buck back and forth. To every, they're spinning everything in such a way as so that their political uh, enemies are at fault for everything that goes on. Yeah. And it's being done to the public as well with with all this the other DHS stuff that we'll get into. Nonsense. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I guess, and again, I'm not trying to label blame with every single person that voted for Biden. I understand sometimes you have to vote for the person that you believe to be the lesser evil mm -hmm. in your mind. Sure. Okay. And I understand that the same type of thinking goes on on both ends. The danger with all of this, though, is that people, and there is a large swath of them because all of them are really quiet right now, just woke up to vote in 2020 because of what was going on. They didn't do any research and now they're dormant again. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want to say America is, look, we have shirked our ability because of what happened. We have shirked our ability to be the leader on the world stage. We are no, this right here, I will, I, predicting, I'm making a prediction. You guys can hold it to me later on. This event, this event right now, not only is it going to bite us in the ass when it comes to China and Russia, it is singular, it is signaling the end of of the American experiment when it comes to globalization with democracy. Because all of our allies are going to look at this and say, why the fuck are we allies with you? Well, that's exactly what's going to They're going to go to China and they're going to go to Russia. Right. They, they, can, they can look at China and Russia and say, yeah, that they're, they're enemies with the West in general, in principle and certain socioeconomic things that they do. But having said that, I, as a middle European country, need to look out for my country. 100%. And how am I going to do that? Can't do I'm going to tie myself economically in a different way yep. to somebody that's supporting me. So, so this is the the complication of all this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a very brief picture for everyone to jog everyone's memory. COVID nineteen happened. To pretend that it came from a fucking wet market at this point is laughable. Came from one of our enemies. Chicken of the cave. It came from one of our enemies. Come on, give me a golf clap for that or something. It was that was good. Chicken of the cave. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Jeez, God, bring me back. It came from one of our enemies to our country and a myriad of other countries. Our country, against the logic of any reactionary situation when it comes to a plague, shut down for... Everything. It shut down everything. Which started is a cascading <clears throat> event that's created a lot of these challenges yes, we're having today. Started segmenting on people work-wise as you know needed and not needed so there's a separation of uh, social social society there they started demonizing different political groups if you're not with the predominant popular group you're evil that's mm -hmm. been multi that has been stated multiple times by multiple people throughout this entire thing rioting occurred and certain demographics turned mm -hmm. a blind eye to that because it fit a world narrative they want and then other rioting, kind of, sort of, maybe, I'm not sure, I wasn't there, occurred on January 6th, and that was immediately looked at as the same as the terrorist attacks. They're making comparisons to it right now. Mm -hmm. So my question is, guys, if you hate America so much, why are you still here? Mm -hmm. 
you, you, you're angry now. Everyone's mad now about Afghanistan, talking about the rights of people in Afghanistan. Guess who's not wearing masks? Citizens in Afghanistan. Guess who is not talking about their own citizenry, unless they are Taliban associated, as being terrorists? Citizens in Afghanistan. Yet here we are in the United States sitting on our pedestal of technology, ignorance to other cultures, and the aversion to any danger now. We're sitting on this pedestal complaining about Afghanistan and the rights of women while simultaneously in this country removing the rights of women with certain alternative arguments. comes down to... to it is uh, asinine uh, insanity. But it comes down to individual psychology. Everybody likes to look at somebody else instead of in a mirror. That's what happens, and these countries do it too. The United States is doing it too. They're not. They they're claiming there. We are claiming. The country is claiming that it's looking at itself very introspectively and trying to come to grips with all the demons of its history and go through. All, what kind of bullshit is that? Really, truly, what kind of bullshit is that? What country in the world that's ever grown to any prominence at all hasn't done it with the sword, the sword and the pen, the combination of those yeah. two. And the, the subjugation of a citizenry that was there before them. But, but again, that is the history of our world. The funny thing about all this, again, is this is only occurring within Western culture. Right. right now. Which tells you there's something wrong with the way we've gone about our culture in the last while. And I f go back to, okay, you, get, you could overcomplicate the hell out of this. Look at all the details. Get granular about all this stuff, whether it's Afghanistan, here, BLM. Antifa, all this kind of kind of stuff that's going on, mm -hmm. we can we can do all that, or we can look at the simplicity side of this, and that's what is it that that we as as a a citizenry really want for our future? So, what is it we want? Do we want some collectivism? Well, do no. we want somebody to tell us what to do all the time? All you have to do is quote unquote follow the freaking money. Yeah, it's money not, and power. That's well, all it's ever about. It's money and power, and that, that's the real issue here. Is people and I've never seen this before in my life because I'm only such a, such I'm, I'm young. Very I'm, young. I'm, I'm a young, very very young. Wolf. I'm not even thirty yet. I'm I'm young. I'm on the very early in the very early stages of life. Just got married. I'm not trying to flex on that or anything. I'm just saying these are the, like, I'm going through the stages of life. Never in my short amount of time of life have I seen such a transitional radical support for the, 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 the powers that be. What, ha this is for any Democrat that potentially comes across this in the future or now. The question I have for them, because I'm a libertarian and I, I lean very, uh, I lean very um, slightly left when it comes to social policies and I'm right in conservative issues, okay, when it comes to like fiscal policy. So my question for all the Democrats and the liberals, when was it popular to support the people that oppress you? At any point in time when it comes to the liberalization. When they're giving you No, but everything. No, but again, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It wasn't that way either. This is this this support of all the 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 companies, the support of all the, the everything the government says, the support of everything that you're. Why do you think these big companies are? doing Wait a second, though. I understand why they're doing it. They're they're doing it for a myriad of reasons to get more control. Amazon's making decisions they're making, so people continue to shop at Amazon. I understand. Same with Nike. That's why they're cowtail or the NBA. That's why they're cowtailing to the CCP. Most of their purchases don't come from the United States. They come from China. Mm -hmm. I understand all this. My point is. Why in the world have not only Democrats, but also Republicans decided 
to self-neuter themselves over stupid shit so much to the point where now, rather than talking about actual life and death, because that's what the, at the end of the day, that's what all this is threat to all of us. We will all die. For some reason, we have stopped considering risk analysis. We've stopped considering legitimacy of danger in favor of silly nonsense virtue non- bullshit. So look, I, you know what the least interesting thing about anyone is? Their sex. I don't fucking care whether or not our, wow, you our just government... you on a wild but look, wait, I'm, I'm, going, I'm getting... Just wait a second. I don't care if our government starts talking about whether someone is a woman or a man. That does not matter to me. It shouldn't matter to anybody. You want to know why? Because our government should not be focused on what's in between your legs. It should be focused on how well you do your job. So, because the reason... The, well, hold it, hold but, but you're using logic. Uh, but again, my point in all in getting back to all this is the reason we're having the issues in Afghanistan that people are, oh, women won't have rights over there because of some fucking asshole cave dwellers. Not that not the, the citizens, the Taliban who cut people's heads off for a living, living, they've decided to come out of their caves and murder a bunch of innocent citizens. And people are now complaining about the rights of women in that country while also ignoring the fact that we are no longer focusing on logical foreign policy or logical logical governing or logical things that require that that are required for a serious fucking society like we can't we cannot play this back and forth game and i understand why we want to play this back and forth game is because people my age and demographic think that they can have their cake and eat it too no what it comes down to is people just want to complain they don't want to do anything they just want a virtue signal they want to complain about all these things that are happening, whether it's here in the country or somewhere else in the world, to, to signal to either themselves or their their cadre, their group around them, that they're somehow emotionally tied or or um, focused in on the the social implications and the rights and the intersectional th- intersectional things that that occur in our country today and in, in the world today that are quote unquote important to them the only reason they're freaking important to them is because they have enough money in their pocket to do something yeah, with but, and but they've got a higher wage from amazon than they can from abc small company here or there the, the the these things are not important what you're talking about is progression not progressive progression progression of a society to move from where it's at to where it needs to go well but that's my that's my whole point in all this is i think the people who are screaming about this the advertisements from the cia that somehow are <sighs> trying to bring people in based on the cultural background and how someone, they're not they're checking a box but, but that's that's but all my, they're doing. my point in all this though is that when the institutions that support the country and the safety of the citizenry be it on left or right, because at the end of the day, we are all countrymen. That's right. It doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. If someone invades and they're going to start killing people, I better fucking hope that my fellow Democrats stand up and protect me as I would do for them. Right. Because this is not an enemy state. This is the thing that pisses me off, is we can't seemingly get along unless it involves the 11th hour on shit. Like, oh, oh, okay, guys. So now you're concerned. You're concerned about what's happening in Afghanistan while not being concerned about what's happening in your own country because the media is now paying attention to Afghanistan. Is anyone paying attention to what's happening in Australia and New Zealand? New Zealand's entirely locked down over one fucking case of COVID. I'm not talking about like lockdown in America. I'm talking about you can't leave your home. The police will arrest you. It, that's because it was over fr- one. That's because uh, there's it was five Frodo, million. Frodo Baggins. Oh. Got. That's why. 
Sure, that may be it, but the point still remains. A props to knowing where Lord of the Rings was filmed. I'm very proud of you. Uh, <laughs> the point still remains. We have to come to the agreement here now that COVID is a common respiratory disease because that's what the CDC has now said. It's right. going to be a common thing every year. A country shutting down over one case is insanity. It is complete it is, insanity. It, it is, is anti-science. It is, it's not an, just anti-science. It's, it's statistically nonsense. People die every day from all kinds of things that no one wants to die from. I don't want to get in a car crash and die. I don't want to fall in my bathtub and die. I don't, I, nobody wants to go through that stuff, either personally or somebody around them. But it happens all the time because we're human beings. You said it a minute ago. All of us are going to kick it. So I, I guess my point in bringing this up, because it is news, and I brought up Australia. Australia is even more locked down than New Zealand right now. Over 22, a 22 case per week, uh, COVID caseload, entirely locked down. And we're talking curfews at night, not being able to leave your home. The police, so what do you think that's about? According to the government, the police being able to use whatever means necessary. necessary. Not talking, look, we're not talking about, okay, they can, the, Australia does not have the same rights as the United States. But, uh, I mean, there's been reports of uh, journalists being barred from leaving, even though they have permission from the government to report, barred from leaving their homes with threat of imprisonment of up to five years for leaving their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, for any listeners out there who think that this is not that serious, um, you're once, wrong. Once journalists are getting barred by governments from doing their job, you know what other countries did that? And everyone keeps referring to this, but this is a legitimate comparison. Yeah, Stalin's Russia did that. Nazi Germany did that. Fucking Cambodia did that. China does that. We're talking about the abuse of human rights right now over a disease that, so, according to the WHO and the CDC, is going to be like the common cold as time progresses. What the fuck? So what you got to ask yourself is where do we, as a country, really want to go? What is, what is the next step in the evolution, if you will, of this country? Because all the stuff we focus on today, because of people that are either after money or power, the combination of both, uh, overall it's period, it's power. And they're using fear tactics to do it. Because you don't shut down an entire country with a few cases unless you fear something that either was wildly worse than anybody thinks right now. But... Which we is would, the doubt they would, put in people's minds. But we would know from firsthand experience. That's my point. You and I have both gone through this. Yes. And I had this long discussion with Mother of, of, of the Wolf mm-hmm. a few weeks ago about this. And, and look, she's in the medical field. She knows what she's doing. I trust her opinion on things. I also understand that that entire industry has not only, one, been po- politically complicit with enforcing ega- authoritarian, nonsense, fascist bullshit. Because, look, if we're going to live in a world where I am responsible for the germs that I come across against my awareness of the germs, you're living in a world that is not worth living in. Because I can pass at any given time. does not matter what the fuck it is. I can pass whatever is within my body to you and to anyone around me without my control. We can't, Look, if we can now supposedly consent and change our genders at a whim, 
without being able to prove any of this stuff, by the way, because people say, oh, there's studies. We have one or two studies on this stuff. If you want to talk about actual studies when it comes to transgenderism or when it comes to gender ideology, um, maybe we should actually get more studies out before making these absolutist decisions. Same thing when it comes to the e efficacy of masks or the efficaciousness of vaccines. But that's it, what I was saying earlier. This I, efficacy, this, understand. Uh, this stuff is not based on any I, logical thing at all. My whole point, again, to, to prove your point, because I agree with you in this, is if that's the case, then why, are, why is policy being made around it? Why are these decisions being made that are nonsense decisions if there's nothing that we can point to? And people can, well, look, I've heard all the conspiracies. I understand all the nonsense right now that if I mention it, we'll probably get banned forever off. Forget of the nonsense. Spotify. It's about keeping people in power. That's all it's about. But, but again, I don't think it's about keeping people in power. What do you think it's about? I think it's about keeping people in power. But let's take a look at this historically. All of these things that we're checking off now, when it comes to the censorship of journalism, when it comes to the othering of society, when it comes to the suppression of people's ability to travel and to do things, i.e. Uh, uh, New York, uh, fucking New Orleans, and San Francisco, all soon to be ridiculously blue cities, by the way. All of them ridiculously blue. These are all boxes that were checked off historically before genocide. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not implying it's going to happen, but we have to be aware that the parallels are eerie. Because guess what the guess what the Germans did for the to get the Jews into the ghettos? One, they labeled them as an economic parasite. They said all the problems with it in Germany are tied back to the Jews. You know what else they said? They said the Jews contract typhoid more than the Germans do. Huh? Weird. That's fucking strange. And for a society that is so obsessed with his Hitlerian Nazism, because that we are fucking obsessed with it. You see it in our pop culture. You see it from our, our, our politicians comparing all the time their enemies to Hitler. We sure as hell don't fucking know anything about the history because this is not this is no longer funny. It's not funny anymore. It was funny 15 days to slow the spread. Then it got kind of funny. It's like, OK, what are we doing? We're being silly. And then it went to 15 months. We're almost at 18 months now, and now it's moving into authoritarian fascism in which people are blaming the other side for causing a vac for causing another outbreak, even though they have a vaccine in which the CDC has said the people who have the vaccine are likely to have asymptomatic symptoms cold. of Delta and thus pass it easier than people who don't have it. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is going on? Because you and I, according to the science, because we're actually, we believe in science on this podcast, you and I are the most immune. Yeah, our, our it, immune right? system has, our T has cells, had it. B cells, they all should be we're, way more. And we're not dependent on a vaccine. No. We're not dependent on a foreign. And look, I have nothing against vaccines. I want to reiterate this because my mom is in the medical field and so are a myriad of my family members. I understand how vaccines work. Vaccines are not created to eradicate the disease by themselves. They're created to lessen the effects of said disease. Want to know why we don't have a vaccine for the rhinovirus, i.e. the common cold? Because there's so many variants. It's impossible to create a vaccine that would cover all the variants same with, with covid yep. so the concern that i have with people you've got video of teachers crying under the fucking camera because they want kids to wear a mask which by the way there is no evidence stated whatsoever from any sort of fucking study that anyone can point to that says that masks 100 prevent disease transfer in fact on the fucking box it says they don't so the, the, the real frustration I have here is people are more concerned about infection. They're more concerned about being contagious, which 
medically and historically, the more infectious something is, the less fucking fatal it is. So they're more concerned about getting sick than they are of dying. How does that make any logical sense? Everything makes no sense anymore. It's not, it's not nothing makes sense anymore. It's everything makes no sense anymore. Everything, we're living in the upside down, man. It's, it's totally turned upside down. Whether we're talking about stuff like Afghanistan, whether we're talking about stuff like masks, and I've said it a million times as far as the masks are concerned. If you want to know what COVID does to a mask, take a handful of sand and throw it a, at a fence and see how much sand goes through. Because that's what these masks well, do. Well, not only that, and here's and here's the funny, the funniest thing about all this is people, uh, for whatever fucking reason, there is no distinguishing factor between KN95s, N95s, and a cloth mask, which most of the people that I see on a day-to-day basis have a cloth mask yep. or a surgical mask. A surgical mask is not the same as an N95 and a KN95. They are not the same. They are vastly different. Surgical and cloth masks do nothing. Yet people, if they have them on their face, you can do whatever you want. That makes no sense. Because if this thing was actually as lethal as Ebola, we'd all be dead. Yeah, that is for sure. We would all be dead. Yeah. So so the question I have for the people listening probably all agree with me. The question I have for the people that don't agree with me is at what point in time does your risk analysis of things, i.e. what I mean by that is the danger threshold of something. If I ride a bike, it is less dangerous than me jumping out of a plane per se. Okay. So when does that kick this? in? About the, the, what you're talking about, taking personal agency and looking at it, evaluating the risk tolerance you have to determine what to do. You will, you can go on YouTube or whatever you want and, and see, you know, your generation and younger doing you know, flips off bridges with 50 people or jumping out of planes or eating tide boarding and eating eating tide pods. Yeah. That's my point in all this. There's this huge number of stuff that, that wants to bring everybody closer and closer to the risk of life and death and life and death. And yet we have so much fear about this, but it's just crazy. The question I have again, and now we're going to get a booster by the way. Oh yeah. Right. That'll be indefinite. We'll get a booster every three months. Do you think that's going to help or hurt the situation? It'll 100% hurt Because everybody that has a vaccine, if I had a vaccine right now and I heard I'm going to have to have a booster now, I'd be going, oh, hold hold it. Uh, I thought this vaccine, you know, had the efficacy of blah, 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 blah. And why am I getting a booster? Efficaciousness, efficaciousness does not matter when goal goal posts can leave. So both sides, the ones that want to get vaccines are going, hold it here. Did this not really work for me? Is that what all these breakthrough um, infections are about? And then the ones that don't get vaccines already are going to go, see, I told you. So, but, but again, uh, efficaciousness is unimportant when the goalposts are not in the ground. What is the problem with all this is people, and what I mean by people is bureaucrats and policyholders and some uh, entertain, because look, you get your news from an entertainment company. Let's take that all into consideration. These companies that pretend that they're serious, most of them own the same companies that make movies. They go around pretending that they know all the answers on something. The Chris Cuomo's, the fucking Peter Jennings. So we're all the part fucking, of the MCU. The, but but I, yeah, 100% apparently. Uh, everyone is, every, just like The Last Jedi, everyone can be a Jedi apparently. It's like the, the problem with all this 
And I'm not saying we can't be nice to each other. I'm not saying that we shouldn't support people who want to do certain things. In fact, I'm not even saying that there need to be hard lines on certain lifestyles. I really don't give a shit about any of that. What I give mm-hmm. a shit about is when policyholders and bureaucrats come in and they say, well, you know what? My fucking the people who fucking vote me in believe in a b c d e f g and i'm gonna make every single one of those things come to fruition despite whatever consequences come through that because if you flip the tables and say for example based on all of the left's ideology about how donald trump is a kkk member if he pushed through every single thing they'd be going wait 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 a second so where is the line of logic where is the line of median for me for anyone, none. because I'm in the middle with all this. I yeah. think that for yeah. the most part, we should make decisions that are good for social policy, and we should also be intelligent with money. Yeah. How? Why can't we be the same? Like, that makes sense. Why can't you have both of those things? And and the other part of it, and you said this earlier, uh, I don't remember, I would have to paraphrase, but the, the earlier you were talking about politicians and, and whether what they say or what they don't say has any kind of consequence at all. The reality is, is it doesn't. It ha- Let me back up has ton of consequence but it only has consequence because people actually believe it and we vote these people in and they pontificate about their constituency or their point of view or whatever soundbite makes them get their 15 minutes of fame every five every five days or whatever the case may be but the reality is we shouldn't be listening to them at all we should be watching what they do well and this only is, and this is something that uh, i i I, I think I watched, I think it was a few weeks ago, you and I, while we were suffering from the worst disease in all of history um, that is likely to topple all of Western uh, civilization um, as we know it, um, you and I were watching Bill Maher. Well, and yeah, they yeah. had, they had yeah. Ben Shapiro on and... Uh, I forget the other guy from the... He was from CNN, I believe. Yeah, they, they had a debate. And I talked about a myriad of things. And I got to give props to Bill Maher because he took a relatively moderate position. He didn't agree with everything the guy from CNN talked about, and he also didn't agree with everything Shapiro said, Mm -hmm. which I think is fine. We can disagree and be okay with each other. Hold it. That's civility. At 100%. And here's the thing is if we pretend, if we keep pretending that we can't, that's how the worst atrocities in history happen. But long story short, just to kind of paint a picture, I don't know if you've ever watched an argument with people. Or have you been, ever been in an argument with people? Will never. you watch this? I've never other? argued with anybody. Well, you've watched this. You obviously watched this with me, but I'm going to use you as an example anyways. And you've been in a debate with someone. And as time goes on, the person that you're debating with, instead of addressing your points, attacks your character. Mm-hmm. The guy that was on this show, which I have to feel bad for the liberals right now who are traditional liberals, that's all he did. He would he defer was attacking to Shapiro's character. He would attack his character and he would refer to non-related arguments to support a non-related topic that they weren't talking about in the first place. It's like wh- where are you where are they finding these people? Because that if, happens all the time. That happens with the, with the Cuomo thing or with w- or with Pelosi saying that uh, Biden came out of Afghan professionally. Yeah, you're the yeah. only person Pelosi in the entire That's world. That's spin room shit, but you've got you've got 200 pages of documents that that were ready to be put on display to make sure that the Democrats who control New York? No, no, no. We're going to impeach. No, Trump them. still controls New York. Yeah, he, sure he does. still does. Right. He controls all of the country still. Biden is actually just a puppet of Trump. Oh well, hey, you know what? Apparently, that's a, apparently that's a new conspiracy theory. We, well, we ought to advance well, that. Well, Biden, Biden, hey, this is uh, actually uh, Trump two point. Yeah, well, He's, Biden came out and blamed Trump for Afghanistan. 
So apparently Trump is still the president, according to if 80 million people in the United States. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's according like, to a lot of people, he still is. But well, that's but, a whole different story. But my 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 whole I don't even where was I going with that? You lost me. On I'm that. sorry. You, you turn you turn me in a different direction. And now I'm sitting here on my lonely hill. But we were talking about Pelosi about. and then you brought up New York. Oh, uh, governor. Yeah. Cuomo. So so you've got people conflating, uh, you know, Kavanaugh, for instance. Yeah who had one unsubstantiated issue from 35 years ago. And, and also, who, uh, what's the uh, name of the justice um, that had... Not the, Roberts. No, um, no, African-American guy. Justice, um, uh, not Marshall. Uh, Clarence Thomas. Thomas, yeah, sorry. Marshall, so he had, a, he had an unsubstantiated thing that happened when he was cleared by the Senate yeah. years and years ago as well. Now, I watched something on TV the other day where this person was trying to compare those two issues with the same as Cuomo, who has was ready to be impeached and has hundreds of pages of documents substantiating that with 11 women right now. Yeah. Now, I'm not indicting Cuomo. It's not my job to do that. I'm not a judge. But the whole thing is conflation. People, people will take so many things out of context. And the unfortunate part about it, and you said it a little bit ago about the masses out there, the apathetic, they don't care about the details. They hear a little sound bite and it registers somewhere within their echo chamber that it's somewhere within their confirmation bias so that they can listen to it and say, well, yeah, I got to agree with that. Well, you know, what's really funny about those same people is either all of them are saying we need to go back into Afghanistan to occupy it or we should leave it. And what's funny about all that is if you want to talk about women's rights, you know who doesn't give a shit about any of that? The Taliban. No one gives a shit about women's rights in Afghanistan. So the Taliban was interviewed by CNN, I think, and the leader said, oh yeah, we'll respect women's rights as long as it's under Sharia law. Okay, so you have to cover your face, you can't speak against men, and if you're raped, you have to have five men come and validate the fact that you were raped. That seems totally fair to women's rights. In fact, that's not regressive. That's what we want America to become. This is how nonsensical this has become. Well, because to Biden, this was the, all baked into the decision. Well, it doesn't, but uh, the point that I'm making is that the same groups that talk about being progressive and wanting all the rights under the sun when it comes to literally anything are also the same groups that will ignore that. They ignored that when they were complaining about Soleimani being killed. Uh, World War III is going to happen after we killed one of the leaders of uh, ISIS. Which, by the way, uh, why didn't we kill the guys from the Taliban? The leader right now was in, down in Gitmo. We let him out in 2014. Why didn't we? Why don't we kill these people? Why do we not let... Because look, terrorists, for the most part, they don't abide by anything that traditional countries do. You want to know why? Because the rule of war, the rule of engagement does not exist with them. No, it's they not kill, the same. They kill innocent people. They chop off young women's arms if they talk back. And by the way, if you don't prove that five with five men that you were raped in, uh, in, when it comes to Sharia law, they can cut off your limbs. They can chop off your breasts. Like what? Okay, way to go, women's rights people. You you drop the ball. Not only you're not not only have you dropped the ball here when it comes so to what's, protecting what's certain things. So what's the answer, things. Wolf? Do we go and police the world? Sometimes I'm gonna pay devil's advocate here. So so every time you turn around and look at let's let's take a, a swath and look at half the countries in Africa and half the countries in South America and half the countries in the Middle East and half the let's look at them all and let's look at the human rights. Mm -hmm. We'd be in every freaking place there is. You know how many okay, this is this is the devil. Do you know side. how many countries we already are in? Oh, we're in 
probably well 100 over, well right over 100 now. yeah no so, i know so, we've got little so, bits and pieces going on in all these different things to answer the devil's advocate's question sometimes peace is held at the barrel of a gun when it comes to people who don't listen to the same rules as everyone else who don't consent to the same rules that were put together during during World War II and after World War II during the peace accords, who don't listen to these things, who don't agree in Aren't you uh, when it creep? comes to when it comes to killing innocent civilians, women who don't agree, sometimes, unfortunately, peace is held at the barrel of a gun. That's what this comes down to. And when you want to talk about globalization or the improvement of democracy or the improvement of rights, mm -hmm. reverse about 150 years. None of this stuff that we're talking oh. about right now would have been accepted, and had you have said it in any country whatsoever, people either would have looked at you like you were crazy, or they would have killed you. So, which is better? Living in a world of Sharia law, or living in a world of really hardcore Christianity, in which we can't, no one can speak against the church, or living in a world where science is the rule of, of, of the world, which is better? Those things where you're oppressed against if you have a different opinion or at worst killed if you have a different opinion or a world in which America, the wealthiest country to ever exist, full of humans of the wealthiest sort of all humankind, spends a little bit of money to go to places that are more likely to abuse human rights to protect people. Because if 75,000 Taliban with AK-47s can overthrow 300,000 Afghan military people when the United States pulls out entirely, but, but 2,500 keep them at bay? You've got to ask yourself the question as far as these other countries are concerned, though. Mm -hmm. And that is, if we go into these places, and what we're really doing from the point of view of a lot of the people in these countries is imperialistic. It's colonialization. Uh, okay. So... Right? It, well, it's not so. I understand that we may be doing the right things and we even may have the right reasons for doing them, though there's usually something behind the curtain that we're trying to accomplish other than mm -hmm. humanitarian, right? Yeah. But what ends up happening is we create generation after generation of people that oppose our point of view, not because they even know the point of view, but because they don't want somebody else interfering in their way of life that they've so, had for a thousand years. So right or wrong in the right I'll way I'll say of life. this, that that's true about places that are highly, highly religiously focused which is almost everywhere in the world so, but no not to the extent of taliban okay no no there's a disparity there and I'm, there's a gradation <clears throat> i'm not saying that we because i understand what you're saying america can't entirely for the rest of time police the world we also can't not because if you think about it this way um when we don't really bad things happen Every single time America has taken an isolationist position that includes World War One, that includes World War Two, and it the always ends up in to, war. to the beginning of uh, the United I, I States. I get it, and I'm not, it, I'm not suggesting no, no, isolationism at all. It doesn't end up in war; it ends up in human atrocity. Like, look, look, all the communists out there, the many myriad of them, and the socialists out there are listening to this. Probably not many, but in the future, the problem that I have with these these ideologies is they refuse to acknowledge the pitfalls associated with them. I will acknowledge the pitfalls of capitalism. They exist. Capitalism is not perfect. Neither is democratic republic. It is not perfect if it is abused. When it comes to socialism and communism, every single instance of all these things, for some reason, for some fucking reason, end up in the destruction of millions of lives. So when it comes to things like the Taliban, which Taliban is kind of similar to Germany. They do a lot of fucking terrible things. They don't. They believe in a lot of abuses of, of human rights. When it comes to people like the Taliban, 
sometimes. So how do you lift people out of that? You're saying by the barrel of a gun. It takes decades. Correct. But what I'm suggesting is that maybe we've been going about this the wrong way. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. I don't think so. I disagree. Well, you said sometimes peace comes at the barrel of a gun. I don't disagree with that. That happens throughout history. Mm -hmm. So, but we talked earlier in this podcast about the history of the United States and how we're foolish as a people to think that we're pure as the driven snow. No country ever has been. Mm -hmm. Nobody has accomplished anything in the world has done so with this just peaceful transitions to other geographic areas. That doesn't happen. I'm not saying that's the case. So what's happening now is we're trying to globalize what we view as a better way of life. And we're doing that in a way that other countries often look at us and say, get out of our freaking business. It's none of your business. So let me finish my thinking. So, so what has to happen is there's gotta be an overarching view of what is best for the progression of our society, not just this country, Mm -hmm. but the world in general. What is the next step to move us forward? It's not isolationism. It's not ultra-globalism. There's some other idealistic situation that can help these things progress forward. It is always economic. It's always Always economic. economic. I'll say that it's always economic. I'll agree with you there. The next step, because look, you're, you're right. It's either... Extreme isolationism—it's either extreme isolationism on behalf of the United States, or it's ultra extremism in which the U.S. Embassy of Kabul in June is talking about sure. LGBTQ plus uh, rights in a country that kills people who live that way. So, so my point is this: to my point about the peace beyond a barrel of gun, it takes decades and it takes growth. Look at Japan; they're a prime example. Japan was like super extreme in World War II. And the only reason they stopped is because we decimated two of their cities. Mm-hmm. We literally decimated and we literally took, two of their cities. And we literally took away from them all their ability so, to defend themselves. So now we still have bases there. They are an economic partner. And they are an, supposedly, because I wouldn't want to be an ally with us, but they're still supposedly an ally with us. So... My whole point in all this is if we want to pretend that we're going to make the world safe, we need to do it in a non-regressionist fashion, mean, meaning if we're in the Middle East, we can have a base there and not bring our social bullshit over there. Why would that be a part of any sort of globalization if we're supposed to respect other cultures? In other words, let like, it seep but, into but, the culture instead of demanding it that it but, happens. But the problem is it doesn't have to seep into the culture when you've got a base there. You don't well, have my, to. My point is, is that you're trying to change hearts and minds, right? No. What no. do you mean, no? No. Isn't that instance, what it's all about? If no, you want to change other no. parts of the world, you got to change not the hearts and minds of no. those people. There. That's the problem. Is we went. How into is Af- that a problem? Wait a second. We went into Afghanistan to eradicate Al Qaeda and the Taliban. I understand. That was the goal. Correct. Then, for some fucking reason, it became nation building. That's not what that was ever supposed to become. And it only became <coughs> nation building because the virtue signaling, signaling nonsense of our politicians who want to get people to vote for them again. Bush didn't say, let's go and make Afghanistan a democratic republic. He said, we need to kill the people who are killing innocent people. We need to protect against that. There's a difference between that and changing hearts and minds because you can't change the hearts and minds of people who don't understand why they exist. But you don't think that is what is going on? I I think that that is what this morphs into. It shouldn't. We should keep it purely a protectionist status. If you've got a group of people who are So in other words, we should be the world police. 
there's a difference between being, I'm, I'm asking there's a difference question. between being world police as we already are and world influencer there is a difference we can keep our politics and our social bullshit in our country and let our military be a military not a fucking UN humanitarian resource that's not what the US military is for but what you're talking about is is trying to stop a cultural shift that starts in the United States with the demographics you've talked about before, this younger, woker demographic, it's seeping into simply every single thing we do. Mm-hmm. So if it's in our country, of course it's going to seep outside of our country. And I'm not, and it, I'm playing devil's advocate that. a lot of this because I'm not a nation building guy. I, th- I am also not leave everybody absolutely alone. I'm a let's look at the world. Let's strategically understand what's good for us and good for others all the time and do the best we can. We are absolutely the number one country in the world for giving away money and giving away food and trying to support and all that. And, but I don't believe in for a second that we're just altruistic. But again, that, that my point remains, the United States military is not the UN. And for some reason, the United States military is morphing into the United Nations. Because is, that is the philosophy of the should, people in power. Again, they would much rather have an, it's a one-world kind it's of scenario. Not, no, it's not the philosophy of them. You don't I, believe that? No, I don't. I don't believe that the United... Why do you think the European Economic <sighs> Union came together? One-world economic powers morphing together to trade is different than the conspiracy theory of one-world... I'm not conspiracy gov- theory. I'm not saying that. you are. I'm saying that's where that leads to. So I want to d- d- paint dividing lines here. For some reason, everyone, including the people within the military, our upper man, our upper leadership within the military, have gone from being America goes in in our own self-interest to protect what is good. In the instance with the Taliban, it is peace in the Middle East. That's good for every geopolitical ally, every single country in that area, including all the continents in that area. You don't want war to break out with Iran, which 100, I will promise you, that will happen within the next 10 years. Again, it'll happen. And this time, it'll be with an actual nuke. Because now, no one gives a shit. The United States apparently doesn't give a shit that, that Iran, who has consistently threatened us when it comes to nuclear warfare, has weapons-grade uranium. No one cares. Now Afghanistan's off the board. Okay, great. The United States military should not be going over there to high-five everyone and say, okay, you're Americans now. That's not how this works. It should be, we go over there, we kill the people who are killing innocent people. Be it, I don't care who it is. That's the goal of this whole thing. We should have done that. We stopped doing that. It took us 20 years to do nothing. That, that that's the That's my frustration with this, is for some reason, the social frivolousness of the United States has now seeped into all of the things that should not be socially frivolous, meaning the protection of our country, the protection of our interests, the protection of others. Isn't that the morphing of what our government is, though? It isn't shouldn't that, be. I it know should it shouldn't be. be, but that's what's happening. But that's our my government point. was put together to protect us. Uh-huh. That was the number one thing. Yes. Protect its citizenry. So not be nanny. Not be give away everything, not be support your rent, not be make sure you have a, 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 a permanent income every day. It, it, it was there to protect us, to keep its citizenry safe. That's what it was there for. Again, I'm, I'm basically saying that we are instituting corrosive and regressionist thinking 
into every serious infrastructure when it comes to the United States. And I use infrastructure because the Democrats use infrastructure. Everything is fucking Everything's infra- infrastructure. Everything's infrastructure. The sky and the air sky. is infrastructure. Well, of course it so is. That's, you so don't that's, have molecules putting together. Yeah, exactly. Human bodies, infrastructure. So, so my, And if we are all the band together, like if all 350 million Americans who have all been back, vaccinated according to Joe Biden, um, if all 350 million of us banded together, we could create the greatest infrastructure bridge of humans across the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, the, the, the nonsense of all this is that we have people who are pretending to be serious in roles that require them to be serious while they are being frivolous. That is a major problem. And you can believe whatever you want to about social policy. It's not going to. It's not even going to matter. I you know why. Oh, because we won't no. exist in 100 years. Based well, on that's how this because is going. they discovered just recently something even worse than CO2 in the atmosphere. Dear God. Is yeah. it CRT? Well, that too. That's floating around there, worse than COVID, and you can't cover that with a mask at all. No, it's. I don't know if you you heard about this at all, but it's the the dihydrogen monoxide that's out there. You know about that, right? No. Oh yeah. It's if you if you go and do polls on that, people now consider that one of the the major things that's going to put us all under. Oh yeah, because of global cl- climate. You know what change. that is, right? Not a dihydrogen monoxide. Are you making a joke? Is this H2O. a two? Oh my oh. God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> right over the wolf's head because he was so focused on geopolitical bullshit. I, I'm that wasn't a joke made up by me. That was a joke made up for a science project in 1997 by a kid. Yeah, and people thought it was real. Yeah, well, that is the crux of what you talked about at yeah. the very beginning of this. Yep, yeah, pe- people need to be informed. No, and no, no, it doesn't no. matter if no, they no, listen no, to no, our no. opinion or something. Yes. I disagree with that. You, people, you think, hold it. No, no, you no. said earlier you said they need to be informed. People need to be informed. I think people need to inform themselves. Okay. There is a semantics. Difference. It's not semantics. I think there's an well, extreme difference. Because you know, people you're think. Being, you're being very picky. People today. think they need to be informed. That's why we have the issues they have. So we're back to being bitchy and pitchy. Sure. <laughs> I. I, I but, I, again, my point is not that your point isn't correct. My point is that that very statement is utilized by the same organizations and institutions that will tell you something as blatant as it is everyone else's fault that Afghanistan fell instead of acknowledging that they're at fault for it. I think what's really going on here from from all the analysis I've done, though, I think there's something more nefarious going on. I really do. And I, I think that comes down to some of the releases of some of the video and stuff recently about about extraterrestrials. See, I think what we're trying to do is get to a point where the one world comes together right. because we are necessarily going to have right. a something to combat that's from another world. You know what my opinion is on that? Frogman. Yeah. No, my opinion <laughs> on that and this is and this is a cynical opinion and I'm going to say it because it's it's probably true even though Cynical like but to, true. I'd like to think that it Straight isn't. Straight from the wolf. I'd like to think that it isn't. Based on the last year and a half, I have no faith that if something were to come to this planet and destroy us, that we would put up anything of a fight at all. Oh, our, oh. our pew-pews would be turned off. We would just get down on our knees and say, eradicate us. Because no. people are doing that with no. an invisible 99% survival you know rate. What we would do? 
we would suddenly take off all the masks and blow COVID at the aliens. Ah, yes, that would be that the would secret. It, that right would be there. it. Would be just like Isn't War that of the Worlds. World. Dang it! Yeah, yeah beat me to it. Damn like it, Tom Cruise. War yeah. of the Worlds, a tiny little and droplet. In the end, what killed the aliens were human farts. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's basically the argument of War of the Worlds. Such a dumb fucking um, movie. I'm how sorry. flatulence actually so came dumb. into that? Like that that movie was great up until that part, but it also provides a lesson. Because that was in the 1930s. I don't know. I'm talking about the Tom Cruise one. I know, but it the is original 1930s. 1930s. scared the shit out of everybody. That, that um, I forget. H.G. Wells wrote mm-hmm. it, of course. And and I forget the name of the guy that did the radio broadcast on that. People turn on the radio late, and they thought it was real, man. Yep. They thought it was real. Which, again, I, I, I maybe maybe it's a genetic thing. Maybe that's what this is. Is there's there's a a a a a small divergence in evolution in which there are some people that have the ability to ingest something, analyze it, and determine based on logic whether it's true. And then there's some people that just watch or listen to anything and they just make their opinion that. Well, you know, we can can change that if it's DNA related because we now have a vaccine that can deliver MNRA things to ourselves to tell us to do things, right? (sighs) (laughs) You know, know, the, the world is on its... Last legs. I, had had you have, had you have told me eighteen months ago that this would have occurred, I did. I would have. I did. I would have rewrite the tape. It, had you have done that, or had anybody had anybody did that, I would have pulled my pants down, pooped in my hand, rubbed, <laughs> it, on my, rubbed it on my <laughs> face, and then would have laughed in their face and thrown the rest of the poop at them. I will like tell you this: ape. I was tell, I was talking to a buddy of mine in L.A. the other day. And he pulled me aside after we were talking about some business stuff. And he yeah. goes, he, go, oh, he said, Bull. I said, yes. And he said, you told me in March of 2020 uh-huh. that we were going to have not mask mandates, but passports, that that was going to be a requirement. Mm. And he said, I didn't believe you one bit. Yeah. And he's in L.A. now, and they're about ready to have it. Yeah. And that's that's what's so funny about all this is we look at people like the uh, beloved Alex Jones, or uh, hell even uh, Jack, Pro, you know who Jack Prasobiak is no he's a reporter uh, does a fantastic job of actually reporting the news, um, and he's basically been predicting all this shit mm-hmm. from the beginning. And what's so funny, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, is it's funny in a a terrible way. The people who are making these decisions are not fucking evil geniuses. No, they're not. They're dumb as shit. They 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 telegraph their decisions miles away, and all of us still to this day, eighteen months in, are surprised when what happened in Afghanistan happened. This administration, as with the administration prior, is full of a lot of unserious people. And they made it very well known that they're unserious. Now, and granted, if you were another country looking at our country, I wouldn't want to. I would never want to come here. If I was, if I, if I was, no, a, I'd be looking at it, going, bye bye. There's a bunch of fucking buffoons. I would say I'd be looking at bye bye, goodbye. Because 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 here's the thing. Look, there's a lot of arguments to be made about the administration, the people working within it, and the figureheads and whatever. Okay, and it's been that way from the beginning of time. I was critical of Obama when I was a kid. Because obviously, you know, my parents leaned a certain way. And then when Trump was elected or when Obama was elected a second time, when Trump was elected, I actually developed my own opinion and disagreed with my parents on some things. So with that being said, there's criticisms across the board. Sure. But at the end of the day, 
we have to all acknowledge that the unseriousness of our politicians and our leaders and our social betters is detrimental, not to them, but to everybody else. The ship is sinking because of them, not because of everyone else. So sometimes when it comes to any sort of situation, nautically, if there is a mutiny of people, you throw them overboard. Make them walk the plank. Yes. And I think I'm not saying that I'm not inciting anything. I'm saying politically, voting wise, maybe that's what everyone should do. Everyone should evaluate your candidate, whether they are Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or fucking Mickey Mouse. Evaluate them. Compare their track record. And if they're not doing a good job, get them out of office. That's bottom line is only common sense. Look at the actions. That's the 100%. bottom line. Actions only. Well, this has been a rant with a wolf and bull. Let's hope and pray to God that what's going on in New Zealand and Australia does not come here. Because it will be worse here. Hey everyone, this is The Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of The Wolf and Bull Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build The Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, The Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye.